This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review episode three of The Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, in which Boba gets a pet. And the first three episodes of Peacemaker on HBO Max, in which John Cena dances around in his underwear singing into a vibrator. What? All that, plus our instant reaction to the brand new Moon Knight trailer from Marvel, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, January 17th, 2022. Okay, Sebastian Maniscalco here. And whenever I'm in the mood to hear the latest superhero and comic book movie news, I listen to the Jack and Nerd podcast. Okay, no, seriously? If I ever felt like that, I'd blow my brains out first. You got that? Check. Check one. All right. Oh, hello, listener. How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us is a guy who I'm pretty sure was a butt baby. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Call me Queefmaker. <laughs> he is the vigilante known as Queefmaker. Don't ask me how I make them. Taking out crime <laughs> with this powerful slack do hole. Do I cause them to happen or do I make the sound of my own? The mystery continues. It's uh, it's an amazing <laughs> power you have, Queefmaker. Yes. I'm your number Queefs one fan. Queefs are for everyone now. <laughs> yes. Everyone can queef. I have two holes. I got a slack hole and a back hole. And a que- I make them, make them both. <laughs> queef hole. It's just an onomatopoeia. The word is the sound. I just use my mangina. Yes. What are we talking about? <laughs> you open with that. I think that everybody who is not into that stuff is turning this show off immediately. Oh, boy. Turn it back on. We got some fun things to discuss. Let's get to it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Okay, we're going to review a couple of TV show episodes. Before we get to that, though, throughout this episode, fellas, we will be on Moon Knight Trailer Watch 2022. Oh, shit. As a new trailer for Moon Knight is supposed to debut today as we're recording during Monday Night Football. There's some kind of football game, Anthony Wildcard. Does anybody care about this specific game? Yes, a lot of people care about this okay. game. The fans of the teams <laughs> probably care. Of the, there's, of the game. Uh, there's probably a lot of people watching this game. It's the first Are there ever Brady's in this game. one? There are no Brady's, but this is okay. the first playoff game on a Monday night ever, so. Okay, well, good spot. It's still weird to me that, like, they're releasing, and for something so obscure, like a Moon Knight trailer during football, is it normalized for you guys now? Yeah, they're, they mean, they do it during the Super Bowl a lot, too. A lot of movie trailers, but yeah, I mean, saying Moon Knight during Monday Night Football is going to, is, is definitely, you would not have said that 15 years ago. No. It's Monday Night. Yeah. It's Monday. Oh, my God. Did they do that? Monday Night Football. Monday. Uh, so it's not out yet. It's going to be during halftime. The game has not approached halftime, so we will check back in periodically. Uh, the rumored release date of the show is apparently March 30th. It probably, mm. It'll probably be in this trailer we're going to get. So the next show is going to be Moon Knight, and then I think She-Hulk, and then Ms. Marvel in summer. 
uh, Rugs did just mention to me before the show began. I looked it up. Miss Marvel going going back for a month of reshoots. Oh wow! In Atlanta, so that's a lot. That's a lot of reshoots. Yeah, what does that tell you? They're probably weaving. Well, what I think is they're probably trying to weave that in closer to the Marvels. Oh yes, because she's going to be part of the Marvels, right? And that movie's not coming out. I think till twenty twenty three. I think. I mean, I think so. I think they're yeah, they're trying to align things a little more. It's either that or a bunch of stuff was not working. They got to redo it. I hope it's not that reason. Perhaps, but Marvel always schedules reshoots. Yes, but it's built like, into their production schedules. Yeah, for a show that's coming out this summer, they're going for a month, January twenty fourth to February twenty eighth. That's long. Rugs, what do you think? One comment: Strange, yeah. Doctor Strange just finished reshoots, and they're coming out in May. Well, that's true, and I, I mean, I think they're just adding a boatload of cameos to right. Doctor Strange too. Like everybody's going to be in this fucking movie. The fucking Terminator is going to be in there. Freddy Krueger. I don't know. Like there's every a, there's there's a rumor. I don't know. I don't know how credible it is at all. But there's a rumor that there's going to be a cameo where John Krasinski is is Reed Richards in an alternate universe. I heard that too. I heard Tom Cruise as Iron Man, Iron Man from yeah. like all these crazy things. All the X Men. Oh, there's a lot of crazy ass rumors out there. There's I mean, a lot of crazy of ass rumors. Rugs, does this make you worry for the Ms. Ms. Marvel show? These reshoots. Well, when I saw the trailer, I was I was kind of like. Eh. Okay. Yeah, 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 a little bit. So maybe when they saw the first uh, run of it, they're like, ah, we could probably tweak some of this shit and make it better. I'm also so, making it better. If it's not working, go back. Try it again. Yeah. I feel like um, they always have reshoots, but I, f- I feel like it's a, a month long reshoot. Sounds a lot. Like a lot. Oh, uh, It says uh, it's going to last a month and there's a second unit crew that's going to shoot at the same time for two weeks. So that's like six weeks of reshoots, two crews. That's a lot. You could film a movie in that. You really could. You could do a whole movie. Or half one at yeah. least. So hopefully uh, they tweak the show and they make it good. In the meantime, we got stuff to talk about, like the book of Boba Fett. Uh, let's review third episode, chapter three. This one called The Streets of Mos Espa. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one, direct uh, Robert Rodriguez returning to direct this episode, he directed the first episode uh, on every episode written by the John Favreau. Anthony, what happens in this? Uh, this was a short one, like the first episode. Yeah, a little shorter. Uh, we're still doing, I think we're going to do this throughout the entire season. But I we're think doing we are. the uh, flashback slash present time thing. So start the flashback. Boba Fett is looking to collect money from the Pikes. And it looks like the Pikes have already paid out the, that biker gang yeah and he's like well i thought we had a deal and the pikes don't obviously want to be taken advantage of so comes back and he notices that the biker gang burnt up all his people all the tuscan raiders are look like they've been slaughtered so that was horrible kind of sad that was very sad that that flashback was uh was a little shorter that was not it wasn't didn't take up much of the episode like right. previous episodes and then in present time uh, Boba is is ruling, and he's having people come by. And there's a some some old guy basically is like these little fucking shits on that are made out, or that are half human aren't uh, aren't paying me. And he Boba's like, well, I'm gonna f- figure this out. And he notices that actually these little half shits or uh, half human half droids are like a little 
punk rock biker band or whatever <laughs> skater band yeah and they're like 80s type thing going on they and, were stealing uh, his water is what the guy's complaint was the guy was yeah getting his water stolen and then he realizes oh these guys overcharging these kids for water and they don't have any jobs so he takes them on and furthers his uh his clan of people protecting him and in the midst of that he gets an assassination attempt on his life by black Kristen. brian cranston's back black Kristen, and uh that happens and the boba fett family admits to it but then they're like well job of the hut the, hut, the huts come back to sorry twins. job yeah. of the hut family yeah. admit to it but then they're like well we're getting the fuck out of here because there's something worse and it's the pikes and they deliver a gift, which we will get to. That was a fun cameo. It's short. There's a bunch of things to break down uh, in this crazy episode. Listener, if you want to join the conversation, you want to let us know your thoughts. We have a Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive closed group. I will be sharing thoughts from the nation about this episode after we discuss it. Uh, overall, Anthony, what'd you think of this episode and the show so far? It's Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I, like, like I mentioned, the flashback scene was a little, you know, it's it a little sad seeing that the, the Huskin Raiders that got just fucking rough. destroyed. You know, but that's like very classic. My Western. expectations were very subverted. Oh my by god, that. we thought they were going to be his fucking heavies, his team, and I was getting to really fall in love with these fucking Tuscan Raiders. And yeah, I, was I thought like, they no. were going to come in, and, and, yeah. and, and but I think that the woman is. They didn't show her dead. One of them probably survived, or the kid so too. She what probably about the kid survived. One? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if the kids. I, I think the kid was dead. Oh, the kid was uh, dead. Oh my god. Well, I'm not sure if the kid was dead, that but got me. I'm pretty sure that the other one, the woman, is is alive. I do love how they humanize these things and they fucking red wedding them, right? Oh, wow. Shit. Okay. Yeah, they got rid of them, and then so I, that was. I was like, oh, this is kind of affecting, and yeah, well, I guess, I guess I wasn't expecting that. Now that you guys point that out. And then the other thing I wasn't expecting so soon was we had talked about a big Black Kristen Boba fight yeah. towards the end of the season, and they just gave it to us right away. I thought the fight scene was a little weirdly shot. It was a little too dark. and It was lacking. Yeah. yeah. It was and, very uh, dark. It, and, and, and like Black Kristen was like, it seemed like he was like destroying these guys, yeah. but then none of them no, had like any fine. scars or anything. Like he was squeezing. I, I guess this is just because it's Star Wars on Disney Plus, but he was like breaking Boba Fett's ribs and I all thought he stuff. paralyzed him with that fucking bear hug he goes limp i was like oh fuck he's dead i i was enjoying the fact that boba fett had to fight him in his underwear that was i know fun. it wasn't fair like he's not fighting boba in his full <laughs> outfit like this is not a fair fight come on let the guy get dressed first but other than that it's like uh boba's just recruiting more people to his gang like the i guess this these kids it was like a little different like i didn't expect uh visually to see these kids uh like wearing these uh, bright colored bikes and all that yeah, stuff or having yeah. these bright colored bikes and overall I thought it was good like I thought the chase scene was fine I think it all still looks good and I thought Black Kristen looked good in action it's just they shot that scene kind of weird and dark in the darkness Um, so overall I thought it was fine okay okay Rancor uh, was cool I, they made the Rancor sympathetic yes. I guess that's not a thing Rancor came with uh, Danny Trejo of course Danny Trejo, which yeah. was amazing <laughs> we'll get to that which we predicted would be uh, John, uh, Miguel's father, yes, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai last week, which was when oh, he ironic. popped up. I was like, "Oh fuck, we thought he was gonna be in the other show." And Danny fucking Trejo, it's now Star Wars canon. Yeah, we got the wrong signal. We got yeah. the wrong show. Okay, wait, wait, that part's great. So, 
Uh, the beginning part, we do find out there's three crime families running Mos Espa, the Trandoshans, the Aqualish, and the Clatoonians. And then Clatoonians. The Clatoonian commander. And then Milton from Office Space shows up. Uh, Steven Root is hilarious. Like, he's in so many things. The Lorth Appeal. That's the guy who's like, they're stealing my water. Oh, Mike Stapler. Uh, Wait, yeah, he, who, co- he plays Milton from Office Space. I was there. Well, which one's, mo- what's Mos Espa? Is that where he's at? Mos Espa is the town on Tatooine that he's running. Yes, where Jabba's palace is. But who are, there's three, oh, okay. And so then, he's ruling over these crime families? Yes, he's he's essentially the the, the, the boss well, over Bib Fortuna had to disseminate his power between these three clans. Oh, right. Uh, because he wasn't strong enough to like take them over so yeah. he had to like just work with them yeah they all have a say they all have a piece of the pie they all give money they all give tribute to the mayor now who's kind of like in the power vacuum uh taking power and stuff so i, mean, I love yeah. when lord the peel shows up he goes hey you got a problem nobody respects you out there which is kind of what you could kind of sense that nobody's really respecting him and he's like, this is the first time hearing about this. So this biker, this streaking, the most brightly colored shit we've seen on uh, the show so far has gotten a lot of shit on the Internet. This is really. Yes. Why? This yeah. is splitting Star Wars fans in half rugs. Why don't you explain what's going on? What did you think of the streaking? Hmm. Well, I'm conflicted because I really did think that this show needed a injection of youth. Yeah. It really needed some young blood in here. We need to like, listen, we talk about all the time that you can have characters, but you can also have some young characters to like, you know, grow and and add to the franchise. He needs a crew. Yeah, and he needs a crew. He can't just be walking around four of them, like him and his two bodyguards, and that's it. Like, he needs a gang. I thought that the the sand people were going to be the gang, but... That would be weird to have all sand people and who can't talk and don't have facial expressions. Well, now they're his reason to uh, really get the pikes or the street king, you know. Yeah. So also, I think that the syndicate and the uh, there's another like evil looming. And it, I, I think that, it's that Crimson Dawn group from the solo yeah. movie. So it might be the Crimson Dawn. So there's, there's going to be something like another reveal of. So he needs as much help as he can. The, the only thing that I thought that was weird is that he just is like. Wants him to join his gang. You know, he doesn't vet them or anything. He's like, no, oh, you he's just come work like, for me I now. just, yeah, just come work for me. Like, I have no idea if I could even trust you people. They're instantly loyal as they come to his, his side when uh, Brian Cranston attacks. It just, it just happens so easy. And it smacks of like just lazy writing sometimes. And um, I think it could have been done a little better. I mean, I get so I see can see both sides. The criticism is these brightly colored things look like they don't belong on Tatooine. See, I don't really care it about took that. people out like they don't belong in Star Wars. But no, there is actually there's a couple of ways you can. I see what they're doing because uh, character wise, you would imagine these kids like they would fit on Coruscant like they dream of leaving Tatooine. So, of course, they're going to try to be different. They're going to try to be. Uh, colorful, like on other planets where they actually want to be. So, like you know, it's the youth; they never want to be where they are. But also, it's kind of an homage to George Lucas, who loved hot rods, and he made American Graffiti. Uh, yeah. And some people say it's also a reference to the mod scene in British. Like the, the British Vespas, yeah, yeah, the Vespa. I mean, they're essentially Vespa scooters. I did uh, not think that chase scene; it was so fucking slow. That yeah, the scooters should be fast. Yeah, sh- the chase scene and, was kind of weird and slow. I mean, were the scooters cool to you? Like, were like, I gotta get that scooter. Like, I, nah, they should make uh, something that looks were a little fun. cooler. What were they? What kind of? 
they what were they called again? Uh, what the 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 gang? The, the, is there a name for the, them? I uh, I don't know if there was a name for them, and they 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 were just like the cyborg gang yeah, or whatever. They, they are enhancing their bodies with droid parts, which I thought was kind of neat, like the cypunks or something. I, I don't think we've seen that either in Star Wars. People using droid parts as enhance. Have we seen that yet? Dro- no, Luke Skywalker's had a droid hand. Oh, that's right. Over. He got shot yeah, off and they rebuilt. Darth Vader. Oh, I'm seeing now. Star Wars fans hate yes. franchise's <laughs> new cyborg Power Rangers. So, yeah, a lot of people calling them Power Rangers. I thought it was fine. I, I, thought, I thought it added a little more. Yeah. I thought visually. The color is nice. The, yeah, I thought the color was nice. I thought they were, I like, uh, it was different. I was like, oh, this is, now I'm not looking at a complete Western here. I'm looking at something that's yeah. also got a little bit of this cyberpunk 80s yeah. Sith I feel. do think, though, that if you're that far in the future and you have all this great technology and AI and stuff, to have this big honking thing on your face looks just looks stupid. <laughs> it just it just looks There's like a dude really that retro. was like cyborg. He's got like one a droid eye. It looked very WB. Like it did. I did like, like how the speeder chase was kind of like a Back to the Future fucking thing too. How he slides yeah. into the thing like Biff Tannen. And I think that I can only point out like two people's cybernetic parts: the guy with the eye and the girl with the arm. And then I don't remember yeah, I don't there being anything. I don't else. know what the others are doing. So whatever it is, there might be there, but but it doesn't stand out enough for me to remember. You know, it. one of them's got a droid penis. I mean, come on, I don't Ooh. know if droids have penises though. But if they did, you're probably gonna attach that on. You know, <laughs> gonna help. Um, so yeah, I didn't mind. I I see what they were doing with the brightly colored. Like I liked the the nod to American graffiti and hot rods and and that kind of shit. What do uh, you think about uh, black chrysanthemum like running away? Black chrysanthemum. Oh, he's a flower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it at the end when yeah. So the huts show up and they're like, "Uh, you know what? We sent him. Sorry. Here's a rancor and Danny Trejo. Also, we're going to get the fuck out of here cuz we were lied to. Uh, he's been promised to someone else. You can no, have that, black that's a plan. Chrysanthemum. That's a plan. Oh, they just want them trick. to kill each other and then yeah. they're going to just come in and without having to do anything. That was like, odd. Let them it's, fight it out. It sounds like the huts maybe don't have as much power, so yeah, they're they're trying to put these against each other so they can take over. Well, they're like war is bad for business, and they just were like, we're gonna. Get the fuck I, I just out of didn't. Here. I, I think Black Kristen looks really good. Yeah, like I, I was like, wow, this was amazing. Like he looks awesome, but to have that that fight scene where you've like, I guess somewhat built up this character. I guess more so in the comics as this badass character, and no one's really all that hurt coming out of it. I thought that was like, weird too. Fucking uh, Boba Fett comes out like. He gets his ass kicked, and then he walks out in his bathrobe after like, what happened? He's like, no, and she stabs him, and like, I thought one of the Gamorrean guards definitely was dead, but no. no. but they put him in the back They tank. put him in the tank. Yeah, he shouldn't have been able to walk after well, that Well, that was badass. He bites the guard yeah. and, like on the clavicle, and I was like, oh, shit. And like, but then, I don't know, I feel like if you were going to have him throw in that cyberpunk gang, like, he could easily just, like, break one of them, and then you could easily, like, you could easily bring them back because... They're cyborgs. So oh, you yeah, just buy just get more a, parts. Build the part. No, they were back able up. to handle them, no problem, and trap them in the rancor pit. Uh, when they do, when he, when when the huts tell him he can keep them, they're like sell them back to a gladiator. He lets him go, and it's just so funny when he fucking jogs off. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think he's coming back. He's like, it's just business, nothing personal, pal. Sorry. He might join Boba Fett's he's, crew. I think that, he's going to join. I yeah, I thought he was like because Boba Fett gives him some advice on working for people. Yeah. Oh yes, and and Black Chrysanthemum <laughs> acknowledges it. I, yeah, I think he, he he's also gonna because they've they've been together in the comics. I guess. Yeah, they and, know each other. They have a mutual respect. I would love to see them team up. He's gonna need his help. 
I love that Boba is just like, yeah, just business. I, I, I don't care that you tried to kill me. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. That's cool. He gets it. <laughs> Uh, and then you learn a lot of interesting things about the Rancor, uh, this Rancor that get, gets gifted and fucking Danny Trejo, who also makes delicious tacos. Have you heard Trejo's tacos? He's got taco trucks. Uh, he opened one in Chicago. He's opened a ghost kitchen. You can order Trejo's tacos in Chicago. Well, now. Really? Yeah. I, I try that shit. I know he chops I'll, it up in a machete. I think he has beer also. I think Danny Trejo has beer. Uh, he, he did. He did mention the witches yes. on Darth Maul's planet. Yes, what are they called? The witches of Dathomir. That's right. That were in the Clone Wars, or is that in Rebels? They were in uh, Clone Wars and Re- Rebels, and, I believe. And they're in the the Jedi Fallen Order video game. The, yes. You go to Dathomir. You play on Dathomir. Uh, but you learn that these giant, scary rancors are essentially they're kind of like pit bulls. They've kind of been used as, as dog fights. Like mm-hmm. he says, they're actually peaceful. Unless they're provoked, they'll imprint on the first person they see. So he makes them stand there. And Bubba's just like, oh, that's a good boy. And he wants to ride him. I can't wait to see that shit. Well, Boba Fett's ridden like a big dinosaur in that cartoon. Yes, that, this that, first appearance. Yeah, he says it. He goes, I've ridden things 10 times bigger than this. And Danny Trejo is going to teach him all about the Rancor. That's fucking great. <laughs> I that's think it's great, great that they're. They're making this stuff like the Dathomir witches canon now, like it's in this live action shit. Like it's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Darth Maul's canon, obviously. And uh, introducing some, some new players. So yes, then we get the slowest fucking speeder chase you've ever seen. The mayor also sloppy Boba to let the mayor slip out the back. Like I feel like the the action is the weakest part of this, like and some of the writing, but the action is just by far the most disappointing part of this. So then at the end, uh, they find out the mayor's working with the pikes. The pikes have shown up and there he's like, get ready for war. We got four episodes left. And you know, so far I kind of wish they would move a little bit quicker. Like I still don't know why he wants to rule. I still don't know a lot of things, but I, now I've kind of, I'm kind of taking this as after he came out of the Sarlacc pit, it was a rebirth for Boba Fett, right? He decided to turn a new leaf or change his ways. And this experience with the Tusken Raiders changed him a lot. Uh, Them being slaughtered is going to change him. The timeline is like he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. He meets the sand people. He kind of gets, you know, finds a new family. They get killed. And now he walks the earth like and then he fucking Kung Fu. And then he he comes upon uh, Fennec Shand. Oh, so this is where it ties into the Mandalorian. If you notice in the flashback, when he's going to that town, you see the Stormtrooper helmets on spikes like we saw season one of Mandalorian. And then you see Peli Mato, the mechanic lady and those mechanic droids. You see her run by. So while this is happening is uh, when he when Mando goes to the mechanic and then later. I think the next episode is when they have, that's the episode where they have to get Fennec Shan and she's left for dead and Boba shows up. So maybe we'll see that part of Mandalorian from Boba Fett's point of view. We might. That, that's very possible. Since they're heavy on these flashbacks and but they so, want to keep showing us flashbacks. So once Boba Fett teams up with Fennec Shand and saves her and now, you know, she got st- Gut shot, and then she had to get a uh, repaired. Right, right. she has yes. like, some robot. He fixed her. She has yes. robo robo digestive oh, system. She now. has android parts too. That's right. Yeah. So then I think that he's like, all right, well now um, he's probably heard that Bib Fortuna sucks, and he's like a weakling, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna just give this a shot, take this over, 
and retire like uh, like a boss. And um, he didn't think it was going to be that no, difficult to no. take over uh, most Espa. But she so. keeps telling him, "You're running a family, right?" Um. Uh, so far, Rugs, you still into the show? You enjoying the show? Like, I'm looking forward. There's four I, episodes left. I'm disappointed to a degree, but at the same time, I'm, it's fine. It's a fine show. Like, it's I don't really think it does justice to the Boba Fett legend that like kind of I was expecting or that was even in the comics like of like how badass they made him in the comics. So um, I would like to see like a, as I said, maybe some flashbacks to when he's like, you know, 20 year old Boba Fett or 25 year old Boba Fett. That would be cool. And because if you remember that, if when you watched um, attack of the clones, you see um, the clones are young. They're not the same age as Django Fett. They're in their like twenties. Yeah, you can. You, I can. I can show you a picture. Of, okay. Uh, uh, but uh, so I. I don't know if that that actor's probably now, you know, fifteen years older. Young, but he's yeah, probably young. young he's probably younger than um whatever. So they could just cast a different person, but it looks like that guy did. But um, do you think this show could hurt? Like how you know how they're relying on Boba's like his reputation and his badassness, and they're kind of tweaking that and evolving it. Could this show hurt the character of Boba Fett? You know, the next show we're going to talk about, there's a character nobody gives a fuck about, and they're having a ball with it, and it really works. This is kind of the opposite of that. Like, this could end up hurting him. Make say that again. <laughs> could this show, by demystifying yes, Boba Fett, could. who was badass, actually make you not like the Boba Fett anymore? Well, um, it, there, there was an interview with the guy who plays Boba Fett, and... He says he's talking too much. Yeah, he does. He say, says, yeah. like, you're giving me too many lines. Like, it. I want to keep this guy mysterious and I'm saying too much. I should just be in the shadows, kind of like looming and being a presence and more like than like having blocks of text that I'm, you know, that I'm performing. He's not really. If he's supposed to be an antihero, he hasn't really been an antihero at right. all. Right. The series. Right. I think the series hasn't been okay it hasn't been really amazing for me yeah. but again i'm not a star wars guy but i think that they also kind of set themselves up for some disappointment because you're taking a character that for whatever reason is one of the hottest characters in star wars right. you're coming off the end of mandalorian which was critically renowned and everyone loved it yeah and you have the same team doing this and everyone's just expecting fireworks right off the bat and it just hasn't been that way the second episode was good. This one, I'm looking at the reviews. This one is the worst one reviewed so Whoa, far. Wow. Um, so, but I didn't really have a problem with it. I just thought it was, again, I'm, I'm coming back to it. I thought it was just cheesy as fuck that Black Chrysanthemum <laughs> beat up all those people and they didn't walk out with any Nobody scars died or anything. Or even got mildly hurt. Because it looked like he was beating the fuck out of everybody, yeah. but then... I don't expect blood, but like a limp or something. I mean, he had like brass knuckles that had like electricity yeah. and shit on them, and he's punching them. Cool. Yeah, no, that was great. He's punching them at the wall and shit. Well, he like rips people apart in the comics. Well, yeah, like Chewie, he's very can, very vicious. Chewie is that strong too? They just rip your arms off. Well, he wasn't he punching Boba Fett in the head with those knuckles? I, he, yeah, yeah. He sh- uh, nothing he happened should, to him. He's fine. He, he doesn't have, have his like helmet a, on. A, like a, a gash in his head or Not something. Not a scratch. I don't know. They're just weird. Yeah. No, I I had that same feeling. And, and I mean, they did subvert our expectations, but 
I felt like we were just starting to really like the Tuscan Raiders, yes. and then to just kill them off is kind of a strange. Yes, it was so- I guess it builds sympathy for Boba, but I don't know. It feels. Uh, I said this is kind of cliche, but it is. It feels like this is a lot of things you see in these westerns, where the guy yeah. makes friends with the the natives and then comes back, and they're all fucking slaughtered by the invaders. Yeah, and now he's got a chip on his shoulder. Right. I mean, it's, I mean it works, but you know. In that sense, it's not that much of a, a, a subversion. It's like three episodes of setup, though. I just wish they would get to the meat of the thing. Uh, yeah, we don't. You point. made a good point. We don't really know why Boba wants to run. I don't know what the point of any of this is. Tatooine or whatever, most Espa, most SB. I don't. <laughs> most Def. Like most who, who would have? That's what was he running? I don't know. Most Eisley. Mo, yeah, that's the Mose, other. Town. Oh yeah, he mentions Mos Eisley. That's a too. different town. Yeah. So what? Why do the Pikes? So at the end of this episode, the Pikes are are also ruling this well the this mayor place. apparently promised the pikes the whole fucking territory and he has he's had the pikes are the same people he had conflict with in the train in the, the, the spice episode. runners now that that other street the biker gang is the gang that killed the right. tuscan raiders so i wonder if he's gonna have to go find them to get some revenge i wonder hmm. if they're gonna be in the present i don't know i don't know four episodes left We'll see if it builds and they can stick the landing. In the meantime, listener, check out our T Public shop because we have T-shirts you could wear while you're watching Boba Fett. It makes watching the show 110% better. Trust me. You just feel comfortable. <laughs> Jogginer.com slash shop for all podcast swag. There's sales there all the time. Check it out. Okay. I mentioned the Facebook group. Here's some comments from my listeners about this episode. John Campbell. I am not, I'm a detective. Detective John Camel. It's not a tumor. Uh, he says Machete is officially Star Wars canon. Geek boner. Yes, it is. <laughs> Bring it together. Uh, Mustafa Meholi says uh, in which Boba Fett recruits the crew from that aborted Knight Rider remake because they stole Milton Stapler and Machete delivers a Rancor. What the fuck am I watching? Then he says nice Rebels callback when the mayor's aide ends up covered in Melly Lawrence Biff Tannen style. I have no idea what he said. I don't. I, that, I that must be something from Rebels. The Melly Lawrence rugs. Is that something from Rebels? Is that a fruit from Star Wars? Yeah, it's like a. It's like a. Looks like a papaya or something. It's some kind of Star Wars melon. Sounds tasty. Uh, it's good. Uh, lots of antacids or not antacids. Ant, ant. What am I trying to say? Never mind. Antioxidants. Full of antioxidants. <laughs> Here, I put the link to the the young Django Fett clones. In Attack of the Clones, in oh, there. it took me a while guy. to find it. Yeah, there's a whole cafeteria full of those yeah, guys. That's the young Tamara Morrison. Yeah, Is but that's not Tamara Morrison. No, it's someone else. It's that like looks a young, like him. Oh. Whoever they cast, they cast like Tamara Morrison is like in his 30s or late 40 or early 40s in in Attack of the Clones. Right, and these guys right. are in their 20s. Okay, so they found another Maori dude. Yeah, so it's another one of those guys. <laughs> uh, Jose Ibarra says, "I'm hoping." The next episodes have some big payoffs. This show teases cool stuff, then delivers duds. I was stoked for Chrysanthemum, then he is defeated by Cyberpunk Kids. The Chrysanthemum from the Dr. Afro comics would have destroyed them easily. Then we get the tease of Bubba riding a Rancor into battle, only to be given the galaxy's slowest speeder chase of all time. I legit felt like I could have ran alongside that chase sequence. Yeah, it did seem that slow. Just walk along with it. No problem. It was like a parade. It wasn't even a chase. Uh, Jess, Ver- <laughs> Jess Rivera says this should have been episode one with a little of the first two episodes sprinkled in like it took us three episodes for him to finally tell him here's who's running all the the crime in this city here's the layout that would have been helpful information in the beginning 
David Zika says Bubba is about to go fistful of dollars. Here's your Western reference. Dylan McCandless says, maybe this is terrible, but I was happy when those Tuscan Raiders got the old Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru treatment, was getting sick of all the dances with sand people stuff. That is terrible, Dylan. At least that part's over. Yes, yeah. but Kyle, I love the Tuscan Raiders. I was so sad. They killed them. Uh, Rick Martinez, cyberpunk sucked. Fight scene when Black Croissant was weak. Oh, Black Croissant. That's a good no, one. No, that's another one. That's a good one. Cannot believe Robert Rodriguez directed this episode. Uh, they're getting, yeah, what's up with Robert Rodriguez? You man? know, you wanted Grindhouse Robert Rodriguez, and you're getting Spy Kids Robert Rodriguez. That's what's yeah, happening. That's that's a good point. Even before you read the last comment, Screen Crush, Screen Crush pointed this out, um, and I agree. Going back to that fight scene, it was really lazy too. The way he, it was dark, and he did the thing where there's six people or five people taking on Black one at a time. Yeah, and they, they each take turns. Yeah, it's like. That's not how this fight That's would play out. They would all works. attack. Yeah, and they would all attack at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm a little let down by the Rodriguez direction and some of this action. I don't know what's going on. Ethan Cranford from Australia says I'm enjoying the show so far. Music is good. They've set up some interesting plot lines, and I'm always happy to explore more of the Star Wars universe. With that said, my God, it feels as though anything considered a stunt is happening at half speed, as though they rehearsed it at slow speed and just never bothered to speed it up for the final take. That is what it looked like. That well, is exactly when, when what it looked like. Sixty-year-old people as your main cast. I mean, Ming Na Wen is fifty-eight, and she looks looks amazing. She's also fifty-eight, but she's fifty-eight. <laughs> hey, man, Frank Grillo's fifty-eight. He'll kick your ass. <laughs> oh, Frank <laughs> Grillo's fifty-eight. That's a good fifty-eight too. I don't know how old Frank Grillo is, but he's definitely close enough. All right, let's maybe look it up right now. Oh, we gotta look it up. He's fifty-six. Oh shit, he's close. Yeah. Damn, that's a good fucking fuck you up. It's a good looking fifty six. Got abs for days. Yeah, it's a good looking fifty six. You can wash your clothes on those fucking abs. Jesus Christ, right? Uh, okay, uh, that's it for the Boba Fett. It is halftime in the wild card NFL game. I don't see a trailer out yet. Trailer watch twenty twenty two. Oh, hold on. I think. Oh wait, it is out. Oh, come on. The trailer's out. We're going to watch it. Give you instant reactions right now, listener. Talking nerd. There it is. Moon Knight trailer release. It is coming out March 30. Confirmed at the end of the trailer. Oh, this is interesting. It's spooky. You get a good look at the suit and the fact that he has several personalities and doesn't know what's going on. Anthony, what did you think? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Initial thought. I was like, this looks something different that Marvel the mcu hasn't done yeah and i'm just i like the care i like that he we don't know what's going on and we're finding things out and he's confused and like definitely not a uh your typical superhero that's no. for sure and, and it looks kind of like darker i just the, the whole trailer that's the most uh the most appealing trailer they put out for a disney plus show wow it, wow there wasn't any slapsticky jokes either no no, no comedy at all very serious and spooky. Yeah, I like that he calls himself Steven, and then the phone rings, and she calls him Mark, and he's like, why are you calling me Mark? Uh, Ruggs, what'd you think? You get to see Ethan Hawke as kind of a uh, a cult figure here? Yeah, I mean, Ethan Hawke looked like he was... I love Ethan look, Hawke, always. It looked like he was intimidating and shit, so I uh, overall like the tone of it. It seems like that uh, it's going to be kind of a, a strange kind of... Um, psychotic event 
where they're going to be playing with different. Uh, it's going. He's going to pop in and out of different voices. I believe he's yeah, doing this yeah. British accent. He's yeah. probably going to be. Moon Knight's probably going to sound like an American. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to see? It's going to be interesting. It's not a bad accent. And you see the suit kind of uh, wrapping around him like, you know, mummy, uh, mummy wrap. Looks good. I like the suit. I wish there was more shots of Moon Knight, but uh, I guess they're trying to keep it uh, minimal. So. And what is he fighting? Some sort of like. Yes. Now you can see that it's some sort of demon creature. It's not a human. It's not a humanoid. It looks like some fucking creature. I don't know what that is. Uh, Anthony, what do you think about the suit? Then that one shot and the close up there. I li- I mean, I liked it. You know, we don't we don't see a ton of it, but I like that it's. I saw this video the other day on YouTube, and I agree. Like a lot of the Marvel suits lately have been all kind of feeling like they're made by the same person. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're all supposed to be from different parts. Well, of that's because the they are made by the same person. Well, probably. yes, I understand. Decided, yes. made by the same people. But at least this suit has that mummy feel and yeah. it wraps around and it looks to be something completely different than whatever anyone else would be wearing as a superhero. They're pulling yeah, like off the, ba- the basketball texture that it's on everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That raised. Right. I mean, Shang-Chi had a little bit different. They had the dragon scales, but yeah, largely. But this uh, and it's white, like it's hard to pull off. I thought it would be hard to pull off a white suit, but it looks it looks great. What did you like? Uh, Kid Cudi? I like the music actually. Was that that the, song? That was a Kid Cudi song. Kid Cudi, yeah, Kid Cudi. Was a, I, I did like the music. But they remixed it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's an old song. Digging, I was digging the music, and the, the soundtrack looks good. Yeah, and just his fits of insanity and him hitting himself on the face. That shit looks great. This is very different from any of the shows we've gotten so far, which is great. And I think we're gonna get a lot of these scenes where he just wakes up. Like it seems like he just comes to and he's driving a truck and he has got a gun in his hand and he has no idea what the fuck's going on. Well, even that first shot where he wakes up, oh, he's tied to the and, bed. Yeah. He runs <laughs> off and tied to the bed. You just like, there's just a lot of different things that you don't normally see in these TV shows where for Marvel. I think Ethan Hawke's character's name is Arthur Harrow. And uh, I do like that line where he says, there's chaos in you embrace the chaos. So fuck, I'm intrigued. Like, uh, Disassociative identity disorder, schizophrenia meets Egyptian gods and powers. Like, that's wild. That's great. Can't wait. That's it. Yeah. I think this show is going to even further the TikTok trend of a disassociative <laughs> disorder. Jeez. You ever see that shit? Is it's that crazy? Is that, is that big that? on TikTok? I, I, I have no idea what you're referencing. Like, I don't know if these are real people or these are actually like people who have the disorder, but there's like people who like go on TikTok. And then they're like, this is, uh, I'm this personality and they'll switch to another personality. And then this is the, and and then there's all kinds of weird, I I can't even get into it. The the iceberg is too big. So is that real? That's like Jane from doom patrol. I don't know. Is it real? Why are people TikToking their disorders? I I don't know. It's weird. Bring awareness. It's always about awareness. (laughs) I was aware of it, you know, but uh, now I'm really aware of it. I should TikTok my vitiligo changing really slowly. <laughs> like you could barely see it move, but two weeks ago it was different. Trust me. It's boring. Very boring TikTok. <laughs> Anyways, Moon Knight, March 30th. That's the next one we got to look forward to. How do you know it's March 30th? Is that what they it said? It says it at the very end, streaming on Disney Plus, wow. March 30th. So that'll follow um, Af- uh, Book of Boba ends in like February. Well, what's cool about it too is... What if we kind of got some original characters, but this is the first oh, original new, yeah. new character we're going to get on, on Disney a live Plus. action. Yeah. yeah. 
Sweet, that looks good. I, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed watching that and got me pumped up for it. Also, I believe there's a full moon tonight. Just coincidentally, like it lined mm. up with the full moon. So this was meant to be. That's why my balls are itchy. Yes, that's why <laughs> I've got hair growing out of my eyeballs. What the fuck? <laughs> Ow! Anyways, all right, look, we'll take a break and we'll come back, play some promos, and talk about John Cena and Peacemaker right after this. After these messages. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what the Sarkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage since you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode we take a look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how all these games work, or you know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hey, this is Matt. And Jesse. We host American Slacker Podcast, your weekly rundown for weird news, entertainment suggestions, and unique games. Every other week, we bring on guests from all walks of life, like comedian Mark Forward of Letterkenny. Yeah, we just call it tuna up here. We, we, we're pretty clear that it's a fish. And NYC stand-up powerhouse Ian Fidance. I want to fucking punch you in the fucking face with positivity <laughs> and fun, motherfucker. Actor Brandon Crane of Stephen King's It. There's a lot of the work that I did, like Wonder Years to It, they were all very, you know, period, 50s, 60s, and, you know, chunks were all the rage. And Arthur Clown from Terrifier, David Howard Thornton. They also had to make a mold of my face while I was there, so that was kind of claustrophobic in itself. Musician Dan Simons of Just Surrender. First time ever going on a tour, you remember every stop. And Nick Thompson of Hit the Lights. All, all the stuff that I think that people go through through life, and it's just, like, my outlet for that. Watch the video version of American Slacker on our YouTube channel and listen to our show on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit our website aspodcast.com for everything American Slacker. That's it. There you go. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! It's a place where you can show your love, Anthony. Show your love! (laughs) So you can support the show and you get cool stuff like an exclusive podcast feed where there's bonus content, instant reactions, the shows come out early, and you get access to our Patreon-only Discord server where we do monthly hangouts and geek out. Uh, this month, January's hangout is tomorrow as the show posts. Thursday, January 20th, 8 p.m. Central U.S. time. Uh, Anthony might be there. Rugs, you're going to be there? Sure. We will cover some geek entertainment news. We'll talk about the book of Boba Fett, find out what you guys thought, and maybe we'll even watch the new episode of Peacemaker all together. As one big family. That could be fun. I don't know. We'll see. You never know who drops in or what's going to happen at these hangouts. Grab a beer and join us. Jockander.com slash Patreon. Okay. Second review of the episode. Peacemaker has premiered. First three episodes dropped on HBO Max all at once. We are going to talk about it right now. Here's your spoiler alerts. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled. Now, DC has a lot of uh, TV shows, some great and some garbage to span the range, but they've ruled the TV side of things for a while. This is, though, the first spinoff show from a movie uh, being, you know, the James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Uh, and the show will run for eight episodes. So there's five more weeks of Peacemaker coming up. 
every episode written and directed by James Gunn. You're getting full on James Gunn. Uh, and of course, the cast, John Cena returning uh, and a couple of people we will talk about as we talk about them. A lot of some of the people from the Suicide Squad. Peacemaker's first appearance. I'll have you know, this guy goes way back to 1966. He was originally created by Charlton Comics before DC bought Charlton Comics and became DC Comics. Uh, created by Joe Gill and Pat Boyette. But yeah, he's got a long history in the comics. Uh, Anthony, uh, what happens in these first three episodes? We want to plot. This is kind of an origin story. Would you call this an origin story? No. It's not, right? No, you, no, it's not at all. It's not at all. It's just a. <laughs> it's kind of an orange story. And he immediately, like, dis- immediately <laughs> reneges on he saying just, that. He doesn't realize he's saying. I talked myself out of it. <laughs> yes, it's not an origin story. I do it all the time. It's not where I feel bad. I mean, about it, it could it kind much. of be. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's. It literally picks up right where the last they do the opening credits or the opening scene is move, scenes from the suicide squad i love that how they do the previously on and they yeah. do it with the movie that's great i mean i get what is the okay the, the the premise here is from the suicide squad obviously peacemaker was shot in the neck by um what's that fucking guy's name uh it was and, uh Bl- blood sport blood sport yeah as he as because he was working secretly for waller to basically prevent all these uh documents and tapes to come out that that uh, which we call it, Waller was basically funding this alien experiment. Project or whatever. Starfish. Yes, there we go. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. Anyways, so Peacemaker's recovered, and he still owes a lot of jail time. He's only served four out of his thirty years, and he has the chip in his head still. So basically, Waller assigns a crew to him to basically be their assassin and kill people and be a part of project butterfly. And he really has no choice in doing this because if they don't, they're just going to blow his head off. So this is what he's going to do rather than go to jail. And through this, we learn more about his family life and some of his motivations. And yeah, it's just so far. That's, that's what it is. Made his superhero buddies that were waiting for him <laughs> to get yeah. out. Uh, okay. Who, Anthony, what yeah. do you think of this peacemaker so far? Three episodes in, I laughed a lot. I, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been, I'm having a pretty good time with it. I think, first off, it reminded me a lot of if Johnny Lawrence, yes, was a superhero. I wrote down it's Johnny Lawrence meets the boys, you know, it's kind a, of thing. It's up, <laughs> it's up, a, a, even more dumb. Yes. <laughs> And more and politically more out incorrect. of touch yes. with, with what's going on. Absolutely. And, and like his own reality. What a great character. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I mean so already I like that character. I like I liked John Cena a lot as Peacemaker in in the Suicide Squad, and I think he has a lot of the way he delivers his lines is really funny. So yeah, I, I so far I like it. I, I think it's a lot of James Gunn. It's just if you like the Suicide Squad, if you like Guardians yeah, and even yeah. more. This is like turned up to eleven. This yeah. is basically with the R rating. They're yeah. just going full James Gunn and having all these weird conversations happen at all times. And people are like, for instance, we meet Waller's daughter, who's the new recruit, and she's yeah. kind of like the the POV character, but in all the craziness. But then also she's got some stuff going on. But the first scene you meet her, she gives an entire speech to the entire crew <laughs> so about great. who it's she so is. Awkward. <laughs> and like you know, like there's always these little things like 
there's these little conversations that they're always having that are always weird and kind of stupid, but then also funny. So it's just, it's James Gunn unhinged with John Cena playing a character that's bizarro Johnny Lawrence slash Homelander slash Captain America. Perverted Captain America, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so far it's good. I like it. We're kind of getting the, a little bit of a mystery unwrapped here with, with Project Butterfly and what's going on there. And you're also getting a little bit more depth into this character who we yeah. thought was kind of one note, but yeah. really he wants to... He he wants to do the right thing. He just also is torn between like how he grew up and the way he was raised, and he, he's not obviously the the most uh, tactful person. So John Cena showing some vulnerability in this role, uh, which is great. Let me just get this out of the way. Here's I can tell you how I feel about this show easily. I fucking loved it. I, this is I fucking <laughs> I mean, love this show. That didn't surprise. That doesn't surprise it's me at all. Right up my alley. Like it's raunchy and violent and cena is great and fucking adebayo is my and fucking eagly is like my favorite character you know they pull the thing where you got ever since like baby groot and baby yoda you just or like pizza dog you just get a little small dog creature added in the show's great so they got <laughs> eagly who's completely cgi it looks great rugs what are your uh, first thoughts about this you enjoying it i do enjoy it. i'll tell you <laughs> the scene that i knew i was watching not a Marvel show. Yeah. Is when the peacemaker's banging this chick. <laughs> yes. Like fiercely. And, and he yells and then, out the William Wallace line. He goes, Freedom. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. It's I'm like, okay, this is not a Marvel show. Jesus. This is not a, this is an HBO show. This is a, I mean, he's singing into a this dildo. This is a show I could firmly stand behind. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is tiny. Um, he's singing into a dildo. It's fantastic. I do think sometimes we do get, uh, I mean, peacemaker is great. Um, Cena is great. Um, wow, the Eagle is good. Um, I even likes the Eagle. I do. Uh, <laughs> I do think this is James Gunn. Look at my wife show. Oh, a little bit. You know what? Jennifer Holland is Amelia Hartcourt. I gotta say, she's not bad to look at. I'll tell you that. I, much. I do enjoy looking. She, at oh my god, she's like, she's like he, James Gunn's like this is my look at my wife. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving her a part. Here she is with her shirt. I'm giving open. her a great big part in this show. Here she is fighting. This is what all. This is what you get. She's good, though. You know, yeah, she's fine. I like her. She's um, she's fine. She's definitely works as the foil to um John Cena's character. Yeah. Um, I don't understand this whole way of that that they're working together. Like, doesn't seems like the worst organization of all. I, I they always do this. They always do like they introduce like this like uh like Argus or whatever the right. fucking shit yeah. as this like fucking no nonsense, fucking clandestine organization that is really good. And then you have like all these like, like misfit fuck up characters that are, that are actually doing shit. Well, and I feel like Waller kind of doesn't want them to succeed maybe. And she just gave him a shit. Yeah, there's position. gotta be more to it. Yeah. Well, definitely more to it. I mean, we know, we knew from the first or second episode that, uh, Adebayo is 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 Walder's daughter, and he, she's like, should we just tell them? And then she's like, no, absolutely not. We're not telling them what's really going on here. That's so. crazy. I didn't know she had a daughter. That was kind of a surprise. I don't think we're gonna get uh, Viola Davis on screen, just like on computers. I don't know if they have her in a cameo, but I was glad to see her on the the Zoom call. But I was like, oh fuck, it's her daughter. I didn't know Amanda Waller had fucking kids. How? What kind of an upbringing? I do have to have growing up with Amanda Waller as mom. I don't know. Holy shit. 
maybe she doesn't bring her work home with her. You know, maybe. you never know. <laughs> but she said she's trained, but she couldn't shoot the guard like when she had to. I mean, the uh, as Rug said, the show smartly is doing the exact opposite of Marvel because they, they got to like they they have to show they have to do things that make you go, oh, I'm not watching Marvel. I'm watching something different. And this show is definitely different. You know, it's it's raunchy. It's tons of, of weird conversations. It has that opening number, which I've for all three episodes, you I've sat it? through the okay. entire opening. Let's number. talk about that opening uh, credit scene. Do you want to want to do you really want to taste is, it? That is a song from 2010 by a Norwegian band called Wigwam. There's, there's a whole like Scandinavian yeah. like uh, hair metal scene. Yes. And every band is hilarious. And they have videos with girls with big boobs in it. I believe. And the, I, <laughs> I would look them up. And be, <laughs> these guys won the Eurovision contest, I think. In they're like old as fuck, too. But like, uh, yeah. So I, I watched it a couple of times and I'm good. I think I'm going to skip it from now. I did watch it a few times. But to do that straight faced and they got everybody, the whole cast dancing. It's fucking hilarious. And. Uh, uh, it is a lot of fun. James Gunn said he tried to make something that people wouldn't skip past. So it got you, Anthony, right? You didn't skip past. I mean, just watching John Cena straight face yes. all jacked up in that helmet that dancing like that, that ridiculous suit. It's great. And everyone just joining in and doing their own little bits of choreography. I uh, sent the picture in the cast um, of uh, Peacemaker's powers. <laughs> From the original Charlton comics. Yeah, and so basically, um, he's got supposed to have a jetpack. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, yeah, he had a jetpack in the comics, yes. He, he asked he for it. He requests one. Yeah, yeah, he asked for it. If he's fighting Mothra, he wants a jetpack. Oh, yes, there's a Mothra mention. He's like, in his jetpack, but yeah, he's got like, um, his helmet does all kinds of shit. And remember when he goes to see his dad and there's like all different kinds that of helmets? That was crazy. He's got a portal to this giant room with all these crazy helmets. There's also, did you see the post credit scene? There's post credit scenes for every episode. I didn't see oh, any of the post credit yes. scenes. They're, and they're kind of like just deleted scenes that would have gone in the episode that they just oh, put so they're at not the end. significant? No, it's just like a cut scene. Like the for the first episode, the piece the post credit scene is back in that room and he's explaining the helmets, the the dad to Peacemaker. He goes, This one gives you scabies. <laughs> Chris Smith is like, Why would you want scabies? And the dad's like, I don't know, sometimes you just gotta have scabies. Like it's just random shit that they that they do. Uh it's kind of funny, but every episode probably will, ad libs or yeah, something. That they just they had multiple takes. Every episode will have a post credit scene. Was scissoring a real thing? That's great. <laughs> so, first of all, this, the, regarding the music, I love that how James Gunn is cured. I'm an ally. It's, yeah. Just because you have a lesbian haircut doesn't make you an ally. He's like, check my hard drive. 400 gigs of Alliance in there. That's <laughs> so funny. James Gunn is curating and bringing back, like, good hair metal, which is crazy. for. I mean, there's a whole conversation about Cinderella, for fuck's sake, uh, yeah. in this, which is wild. So, I thought that was... That's kind of interesting. Hair metal's fun. Yeah, check it out. Hair metal's good. And he goes, I know there's good hair metal. Like, I listened to this interview with him on the Hollywood Reporter podcast. And he's like, every genre has good music. And I'm a, he loves music. He collects all sorts of music. He's like, I'm going to go find the good hair metal and use that. So those are all like real bands that are real songs that are used in there. Yeah. I'm waiting for Crazy Licks to show up. Crazy Licks. I don't even know <laughs> that one. That's a hair, that's a Scandinavian hair metal band. Uh, that's in the same, it's right in the same wheelhouse as this. I like Steel Panther. It reminds me of Steel, yeah, Panther, Steel Panther too, which is a fun band. Yeah. But, but what's, what's James Gunn is, is good at it. I think is there is all this ridiculousness, but there's also a lot of like underneath peacemakers really trying to figure out like who he is. And he's looking yeah. for like affirmation. Like 
there's a scene where he's like he's like hey sweet cheeks and he, and he has and, and the late and he like asks orders whatever he orders it's a salad and uh and zucchini noodles or whatever zoodles and she's like good choice and then he just smiles to yeah. himself he's like good so, choice he's so proud he's so happy that someone will compliment him on that and he thought sweet cheeks was a legit compliment yeah, he's like you have sugar tits. You, by the other hand, might have sugar tits. He points to John Economos. <laughs> he's like, hey, dye beard. They, so oh, beard dye, dye beard, beard dye beard is hilarious because I could completely relate with Economos's uh, uh, plight there because Anthony often accuses me of dyeing my beard, and I don't. I say, stop <laughs> fucking saying that. I don't dye my beard. Just like dye beard, I get him. I feel him. I feel him. Uh, let me ask you, Rugs. What did you think about the 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 it reminded me of Kevin Smith style random conversations. They're great. Some of them, I think, go on maybe a little bit too long. Yeah, they're like uh, Quentin Tarantino or Tarantino. Yes, uh, Kevin Smith yeah, yeah. like bantery, yep. Joss Whedon bantery. Like there's three. Those are the three guys that are that's right banter filled. And so Gunn's doing the same thing. I think Gunn is one of the guys that. Uh, you know, he he obviously blossomed way later than the other guys. Yeah, yeah. And he likes that shit too. So, uh, yeah, he's doing it up. He gets it, to do it, it now. It, it's there. Um, does it get in the way? No, I guess for this comedy, it's a it's obviously a comedy, irreverent show. Um, and it's it's supposed to make you fall in love with the characters and not really be about the action so much or the it works. That, even though they that. name drop a lot of. They name check a lot of things. Yeah, uh, Batmite Batmite exists in this yeah. universe. It's amazing. Yeah. Every time I draw a dove a piece, it looks like a ghost. <laughs> Where's my dove a piece? <laughs> you really want us in green? Your gun with the dove a piece? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can't kill anybody without the dove a piece. And this drawing it, he's like, I'm not a drawer. Drawing it not, doesn't count. Uh, this just him just like, drawing it on there. And then he's I mean, like, Shit. And the whole like Mandela effect about the Bernstein Bears conversation. And yeah. there's just so many random com- Aquaman's fucks fish. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were like the Bernstein Bears one. I was like, okay, that one's like, mm. <laughs> they're just, just shoving it in. Like, why forcing this in? That yeah. was their code name. I like the when the vigilante. First off, I he's find great. Vigilante to be funny. He's hilarious. They're, he's like, do you really think I get enjoyment out of squeezing someone's head to death or something along those lines? And he's like, no, I guess you don't. He's like, well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> or this, this when he takes off his mask and he's like, I got to change my face every few seconds so he can't pick me out of a lineup. And he's just he doing squirming. the most stupidest faces. <laughs> or when he's at the window and he, did, well, he, he, doesn't, well, he wants him to look because he doesn't have his dick out. Yeah, he's and like, then, my dick's not out. He's like, no, just look, it's not out. He's like, I'm not going to look. That's the oldest trick of the book. And John Cena <laughs> is crying over killing Rick Flagg. Like, I thought right. that moment was crazy. Like, he didn't, he feels bad. Also, he has a line, he won't kill kids. So the the, the depth they're putting in this character already well, no, no, is amazing. He, he will kill kids. He, he's brought up in the movie. He goes, I'll kill anyone for peace. I don't wanna, I'll, I'll do anything for peace. I'll kill any man, woman, and child to achieve it. But what what's eating at him here is he doesn't understand he doesn't know what the mission is oh right right so they're just telling him to kill kids yeah and he doesn't he doesn't know if that's the right call or not and i love how the mission he he freaks out about it yeah he doesn't do it oh there's so many great parts like when he freaks out he doesn't do it and fucking vigilante just pops up there and he's just humming he's like bam humming and just fucking taking him out that's great uh there's so much and then robert patrick as his fucking piece of shit racist father. 
oh my god he's great he's so great like you instantly like oh my god this guy's scary and turns out he is an actual dc comics kkk white supremacist supervillain <laughs> named white dragon from the dc comics so judo master also from the comics which that part was also hilarious he goes does he refer to the chinese lady as egg foo young no chopsticks he calls it chopsticks Chopstick, and then yeah. she goes oh whatever spoon she calls oh she, she calls him <laughs> no, walking goes, scrotum here doesn't like egg foo young. Yeah. Oh, yeah she calls him fork. whatever fork because why did she go spoon because i don't know it's the first thing that popped into my mind well someone says walking scrotum here doesn't like egg foo young she says that <laughs> when uh they come back to arrest him arrest him yeah, yeah when yeah, they yeah, frame yeah. him and that's hilarious too jo- fucking john economos is like Oh, I'll just make it the dad's car. Like, what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. What are you doing? What a fucked up team this is. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, it is It is like, holy shit. How stupid is Argus to put this team together? Yeah. Yeah, this but, can't be. But you just kind of go with it. Right. right? Like, you just have to be like, okay, like Argus is supposed to be this really uh, buttoned up organization, but they're clearly not because... James Gunn's writing it that way. They put him in a shithole fucking video store. And uh, yeah, I mean, the one guy doesn't even share his feelings. He's like, anything. you've never shared a feeling before? <laughs> no. He's like, well, I'm chilly. <laughs> I'm chilly. <laughs> never said I just chilly. wanted to share that. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, the, yeah, him singing was great. How often is he going to be uh, in his, naked in his, tiny in his underwear? Probably oh my God. every few episodes. Oh, I love I, throwing him in his underwear. I loved him trying to escape out the back and just painfully oh falling God. from fucking balcony to balcony. I thought that was, that was great. so funny so that he good. kept falling on his ass. What about the couple that he like? Evan and Amber <laughs> and were also her. my favorite couple where he's like, Cinderella, you've never talked about Cinderella. He goes, you like pumped up kicks. You know what that song is about? Murder. You're murdering my spirit, Evan. <laughs> they just fucking yelling at each other, and then so the post credit scene at the end of the second episode, it goes back to them in the in the the lineup room where they're looking at the mug shots, and she goes, "It's definitely not the hot one," and he goes, "Oh fuck you, Amber," and she goes, "Eat the Amber," and they just start fighting. Yeah, they have a three way with Vigilante and smoke weed. Right. Yep, it's just fucking wild shit. Did you know Vigilante was recast? They shot five and a half episodes with a different dude. And that dude left over creative differences, and they hired this guy, Freddie Stroma, and reshot everything. Hmm. Who was the guy that was cast originally? Uh, I don't. No idea. Wait, I had no. no I, yeah, I don't. Original vigilante actor's name was Chris Conrad. Departed Ooh. over creative differences. This hmm. dude had integrity. I guess. This is a different. <laughs> we saw vigilante in the an Arrow. Remember that vigilante? Still, no. Adrian. Oh, you don't remember? It was still no. Adrian Chase. He was the DA. He was like the DA of uh, whatever city, and then he became. Vigilante. Oh, this guy's like kind of a. Uh, he, he yeah he, I liked it. I like the nerdier choice. This guy's more like a. This guy's more like a square jaw type uh, he's, dude. He's so much fun. I love this vigilante. What did you guys like, Judo Master? Judo Master is kind of badass. Uh, he's just funny, and he's like, "What is he got protecting me from green hearts and purple clovers?" He's two <laughs> feet tall, and he's so tiny. He's a tiny little. He's guy. so small. But he just—I like that he's just sitting there eating hot Cheetos. Yes, flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> is his snack. And then and he asks for one, and he keeps throwing it in his face. Cena's <laughs> um, really good. He's, he's really a, funny. He's great in this. It's like the perfect role. I like like abrasive, irreverent things like this. I like the fact that they call, they throw caution to the wind, gore, and if we, everything's on the table. Oh, it's all um, on the table. I mean, we see the girl. You see a. Uh, uh, Adebayo's wife's 
vagina. Oh my god, there's a photo of the vagina. Oh yeah. You know what? WhatsApp does put photos right in your library. If you don't, I'm glad the Economist said that because I was like, oh, that's why I have all this random shit in here. You got to change <laughs> the setting, otherwise it just adds it. No, she Adebayo is such a great character. Like her, she's an opposite, polar opposite of of Peacemaker. Yet they kind of bond and they connect and. You know they 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 have a great relationship there. I love this character. Well, yeah, he because he's not really racist. He just he's been raised raised wrong, wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, like I like the random conversation where he's just talking about the homunculi. Yeah, it's fucking homunculi. I hate little <laughs> things. Yeah, so he finds this little spaceship, which is what these butterflies are flying into. Again, I also love that that the project names are just on the nose, like Project Starfish was Starfish. We should have guessed Project Butterfly is actual fucking alien butterfly. butterflies uh, taking over people's He bodies. mentioned his Mothra, by the way. Right. He does. There's a yeah, Mothra he, mention. He's like, uh, like, am I fighting Mothra? And then the guy doesn't say anything. Economist, he's like, I am fighting Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I need, I need a jetpack. Jet it's going to be Mothra. <laughs> wait, wait, I still need a jetpack. You're not fighting Mothra. Did they call James Gunn said one thing on that interview? He's like, they let him do pretty much whatever he wanted to do. But the Warner Brothers DC drew a line when he the, he couldn't call Batman a pussy. They're like, uh, you can't do that. But, but you can. They, but they can still make fun of Aquaman. You can say Aquaman fucks fishes, even though Jason Momoa fucking a dolphin is a great image to have in your head. Uh, by the way, all women celebrated uh, Jason Momoa is now on the market. Oh, yeah, he is. He's free. But so is Lisa Bode. She's yes. she's a catch, but yeah, the single women are not loving the well, Moa's No, but I'm just saying there was a there was an explosion online. Oh. There was a there was a oh, there was a big celebration online. Do we think that uh, Cena is going to hook up with James Gunn's wife? Yeah, they seem to be leading to some kind of romance. I hope there. they do. That'd be straight '80s. But then yeah. I'm like, I'm also thinking to myself. James Gunn's kind of also trying to be like woke, so maybe they won't lead to that because that'd be like the cliche thing to do. Well, her first, that scene in the bar is fantastic, where she just beats up those guys, and she's just like, "Get the fuck out of here! Just leave me the fuck alone." Uh, she's bad. Uh, well, uh, Cena's like, "I haven't been with a, a woman in." He's like, "I haven't been with anyone." And then he I mean, says, "I haven't been with a woman." Yeah, what does that mean? Oh my god, old. that was that means he was banging in jail. Yeah, he's doing something. <laughs> He does make that uh, correction. Yes. <laughs> I won't touch you above the waist. And then he looks at her. He's like, no, above above the neck. I, I got to touch your boobs. I got to touch your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking. It's, it's, I mean, it's just straight up. Jo- like, it's Johnny Lauren. It's yeah. that same kind of tone where you just, he's just from a different era. I love he these know characters. What's going on. People love these characters right now. They're hot. And it's- well, because he's got a heart, right? Yeah, like, he he, does, he's yeah. not a complete yeah. asshole. He's not um, Robert Patrick's character. No, that's the bad. He's the re- real bad one, right? Uh, and I wonder if uh, what what what's going to happen with that with his storyline. But I love how Robert. I love the fact that the only time he made him laugh when he was talking about fucking Ratcatcher's fucked up childhood or uh, mm-hmm. Bloodsport's childhood, Bloodsport. him being mm-hmm. tortured as a kid made him laugh so hard. Yeah, that it was, was weird. It was weird. Was I feel like joke. that shot was weird yeah. where they're at the table. It was just a very weird shot with Eagly sitting like, there with them. Yeah. Strange. Eagly <laughs> is the best. Yeah. So far. Also, that uh, actor playing Mern, who's an interesting the guy who doesn't have feelings. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's got a big role in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, apparently, which is James oh. Gunn shooting that right now. Huh. 
Uh, and then, yeah, there's tons of Easter eggs. Like uh, the the cops are Evergreen uh, Evergreen City, which is the city in Green Lantern, and it's Charlton mm. County, which is goes back to these characters. Like Judo Master is a Charlton character too. From long like, can time you ago. imagine this like DC this character interacting with Henry Cavill's Superman or something? Yeah, like that? Like, this is the same universe that has <laughs> this and Batmite and fucking Peacemaker. I don't know. But DC, I I, have, I didn't watch that show, but I heard it was kind of similar and wacky. Which one? Uh, Doom Patrol. Oh, yes. So DC will yes. do, do weird things with yes. the TV shows. Yeah, Doom Patrol is great, but like this is another... This is, this is wackier this is than... Like the pizza is, face. That was, a, that was, something that was pretty oh, gross. Christ. Oh, God, that's right. I think it's a piece of pizza. pizza. It's not pizza. It's not face. face. Yeah, he blew her up with that sonic boom helmet. It's great. This is even I don't know. This is even crazier than Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. It? It's not, Doom Patrol is not as raunchy. They do swear, uh, but this one is just a little more over the top. I don't know. Like it's fucking great. I'm loving it so far. Well, Suicide Squad had to work as more of an action movie. It was gory. Um, this is more just leaning into the comedy, less into the effects and the action. So. The action, it's, though, was pretty good, though. What action they had, I did enjoy. Right. It's not the focus of the show, though. Right. No. Yeah. But I mean, I was surprised to see that chick start to try to kill yeah, him. Yeah, come after, after him. he bangs him. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, these butterflies are strong. They can fucking jump. Uh, but now you have, like, this crazy, like, science fiction fucking bad guy thing happening at the same time, which is, like, another whole tone. Is there is there canon for butterflies? Uh, that's a good question. I don't I don't. I didn't know. see anything. I watched a, a an Easter egg video and they didn't mention that at all. Okay, I'm su- I'm surprised that uh, Rugs is into it. I mean, I'm not completely surprised, but some, I know Rugs can be a well, critical boobs. of James Gunn. Yeah, that's the first thing I was oh, like. There's, there's boobs. boobs. I was like, there's boobs. <laughs> they're not holding back. I was like, yeah, they got they got there's boobs there. I'm like, okay, now you got. Uh, I'm like, wow, this this can go in fun places. <laughs> so. So and Judo Master's dead. He killed him, right? And did the fucking Cobra Kai or Karate Kid crane crane kick move after. I don't think he, I don't know if he killed him. I, mean, I think he was just trying to knock him out. Fuck! He hit him with the car and then fucking went at him with the tire iron. <laughs> old Die Beard. Good for him. Sugar tits. Sugar tits. Old Sugar Tits Die Beard. <laughs> I don't die my beard. Fuck you. Who is uh besides Cena? Because everyone's gonna like that character. Who is your favorite other character so far? Eagly and Adebayo and Vigilante. Okay, okay, run. Uh, <laughs> Rugs. <laughs> name the whole cast, why don't you? <laughs> oh, I think it's just Vigilante and uh, Vigilante. Yeah, after Cena, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I like Vigilante a lot. I think he's, I think he's fucking funny. He's weird as shit. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's doing that weird dance outside and then the guy catches him and then he tries to say that he's married and then he's having an abortion yeah, he's like you want to come to my abortion i don't want to go to your abortion party man <laughs> yeah that was uh then he's like peace bake is back and he's fucking dancing i mean he's nothing like the character no, supposed it's to be totally different adrian chase same name aren't, right. aren't you gut chase's younger brother that's who he is yeah uh, okay, so we'll do some news from the nation. I got comments from the listener, but let's let's uh, what are we going to do? Let's decide this forward? right now. Yes, we we will. I think we should review it weekly with oh shit, Boba Fett. oh shit. Oh, All right, shit. so there's f- there's four more Boba Fetts. There's five more of these. They're going to end about the same time. I'm down for because that because the way Boba Fett's going, yeah, these shows might not be as fun. 
But if we we throw in yeah, I agree. Peacemaker, I agree. I think we'll have some we'll have some spice here. Up so here's the other thing. Uh the the critics were sent the first seven episodes and James Gunn purposely left the eight episode out. Apparently there's some mm-hmm. crazy shit. He said it's a crazy episode. He didn't want any spoilers. So it's gonna have a great ending. I can't wait for episode eight. Uh all right, we'll be we running. It's just, a, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, if is. this is your if if you're you're not perturbed by the the raunchiness of it, I think it is it's a very it's a so fun show. Compare this to Boba Fett. I know they're completely oh, different Jesus things. Christ. But look at we've gotten three episodes of this, we've gotten three episodes of that. Well, like you can't really compare the two because like Peacemaker has you have no skin in the exactly. game for Peacemaker. Yeah. Like he's an old character that not a lot of people give a shit about. You can do whatever you want. There's zero expectations. All you have is you have the, the the name brand of John Cena. You have the name brand of James Gunn. And you got the ability from HBO to pretty much have a uh, carte blanche. Do, do whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Yeah. Uh, now, Disney is a different situation. You have a character that people have been uh, fantasizing about in their toy collection. They have um, comics with this canon that where he's a badass. This is all coming into fruition and on a Disney platform that doesn't allow for extreme violence or anything like that. So it's got a lot of rules that it's going to play by. Um, It's also kind of hampered by the fact that the actor that's playing it, we're seeing him in his old age. It's got elder, older advanced, you know, I mean, I think they have a, do you think they have a bigger budget than the peacemaker? They got more money. Probably, mm. you know, probably bigger budget. But I think that um, budget has nothing to do with how how much you enjoy something. It's all about what you can do. Like, like Mandalorian did Boba Fett better than Boba Fett's right? doing Boba yeah. Fett. Yeah, so I hope that it's leading somewhere to Boba Fett and it does have a payoff at the end of all the episodes. I mean, I clearly like Peacemaker better, but yeah very hard you can't compare you can't but this show already so much character depth so much that you care about these characters it's so fun like i'm definitely looking forward to what batshit crazy shit happens so like what else can hbo do with their franchises now do more shows like this or spinoffs who else would you spin off yeah i don't know but this is a you can't do every show like this no. this is a, a show that only exists because it's as mentioned an obscure character that James Gunn can do whatever he wants with. Yeah. He talked about how he wrote this during like the pandemic shutdown and like, just always wanted, he had this in mind for a while. It'd be really odd. I know they did it with Harley Quinn, the, to the, the TV show, the animated one. Yeah. But if you did a live action series where it was set in the Gotham universe and it was like this, it'd be a tough, that'd be well, a tough. I just watched the injustice cartoon. Um, and it's very violent. I mean, Jimmy Olsen gets shot in the face. Is that R-rated? Yeah. Wow. Oh, what, I, what I'm referring to is more the uh, the tone of the comedy. But it's not live action, and there's no boobs. Yeah. But this of <laughs> this show, first of all, James Gunn so far killing it. I'll put the show up there with like the uh, the best D, one of the best DC TV shows with along with Doom Patrol and like the Harley Quinn cartoon. Uh, this is definitely. I just up like there. it for what it is. Yeah. I like irreverent stuff in a, in a time where you're so aware of everything and trying to like make sure you're not stepping on any toes or saying the wrong thing it's always nice and refreshing to have like a universe where you could just let shit 
a fantasy world where you can just have a character that just doesn't fucking even know and just let shit fly. And it's just funny to hear that juxtaposition. So I mean, and this I'm is, into that. This is something Marvel can't do is make something this R-rated, but yet they're trying to do the same thing Marvel's done with their TV shows, obviously, spin it off into its own universe. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I don't think with DC, DC is... Exactly. I don't know if DC is as, as concerned about no. making it all connected. Clearly not, no. because his tone is so different yeah. than anything else. So in that sense, you can kind of just go into these... Fret, like, you don't need... To, there's not all that baggage, so... There's there's pros and cons, oh, but they're killing it. All right, good stuff. All right, we'll be d- discussing this every week. It's definitely worthy of uh, geeking out every week. Do, do you think, Imran, you could learn that dance number? Oh my god, the whole thing. Which one? Well, oh part? yeah, he can do it. Oh, well easily. enough to perform on screen. I, are there? Uh, I'm sure there's TikTok videos of everyone redoing this thing. Now it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. I I can. Those are easy dance moves. I can learn okay. it if I study. All right, good. I just want. I just absolutely. You know, you, I've you, done. You have two left feet. No, I've done musical theater choreography in my oh, past wow. when I was younger in high school and college. I've seen him do it. He, wow. Yes, Rugs has seen me to follow choreography. He really he commits to it. But why do you? Why do you drop everything <laughs> all the time? That's you always remember we would be in your car and you would always knock your vape pen or your phone into the middle of your I'm fucking a fucking spaz. That's yeah. why. Like I'll fuck it was up. A, it was a talent. How often you would knock things over? Things would just fly out the window well, for no reason. See, like I think that Imran's more coordinated than you think. First of all, he can play guitar. That That's takes good. coordination. Yeah. Um, so I think that he's he's probably more Listen, coordinated. I smoke enough weed, I can do anything. It's my superpower. Hmm. Yeah, it's like Popeye <laughs> spinach. Oh, I got this. Give me a second. Let's smoke a bowl. All right. Yeah, he'll smoke a bowl and play like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Let's it <laughs> Sounds like shit. I'm stoned. I don't know. Okay, news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Is that a queef? Queef pick? Queef maker? It's queef. Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. Well, queefs are more like this. More like. Did I get it right? Yeah, it's distinctive. <laughs> Very distinctive in the mid-range, in the middle frequencies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A, it is yeah. There's less bass in it. It's a slower flow of air. <laughs> yes. It's all physics, people. It's just physics and sound particles it's vibrating. air escaping, it's air not vibrating. being pushed out yeah. more. Yeah, it's just kind of like... Uh, anyways, here's what some of our nation members thought of Peacemaker. Joe St. John just wrote... Man, I wish this was available in the UK. Lame. I apologize to our UK listeners. It is not on the HBO Max there yet. It will be VPN, there. VPN, dude. Get the VPN. VPN is my suggestion. If you don't want to just straight out pirate the shit, uh, I hear these VPN. You have to pay for the VPN, but you can just you can set your location anywhere and get access to stuff you couldn't wear. Get American are. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even if you have it here, you can sign into overseas things and see things that aren't in the American market. That's right. right? It's kind of fun. So Joe St. John, maybe a VPN. It'll eventually be there. James Gunn said it will show up just as going to show up later. Uh, Lisa Morrison comments. I told Steve Morrison I wanted James Gunn as one of my hall passes. It didn't go over well. (laughs) Sorry. 
She keeps adding more guys. I know. Yeah, Charlie Cox and uh, fucking Paul Rudd and James Gunn. Steve Morrison just add James Gunn's wife to your hall pass. I'd like to see just any married dude to suggest his wife uh, at least one woman. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. You can't say that. No. No. Uh, Daryl K. Because you you just can't. We're living in a crazy world. That's all I know. Daryl K. says this was pretty much exactly as warped and funny as I expected. Jay Ness Rhymes says heads up. Each episode has an end credit scene. He's the one who told me. Thank you, Jay. And then he says, Wookiees have teeth in their asshole. That's canon. Oh, shit. Okay. How did you find that? I don't know. I don't want to know. Ethan Cranford, again, from Australia, says, very over-the-top funny watch. As always, James Gunn has done great with the music, and I was pleasantly surprised that the show had a bit of emotional weight to it. I just wish it was more readily available in Australia. I'm pretty sure he's going to have to VPN this, too. I don't know if it's in in Australia. And then John Bellotti Jr., our admin of the group, 20 minutes in, and it's already holding my interest more than all the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Oh, shit. Wow. I love how Johnny Jr. like doesn't even finish the show. He goes in immediately. He, he pauses. <laughs> he's like, 20 minutes. He's watching. It. He pauses it. He's like, I got to go put this on the nation. <laughs> this is I gotta better say, than anything. I'm 20 minutes in. John, John I gotta, his whole shtick besides that, too, is to consistently find things where he can bump it up against Marvel and then say this is better than Marvel. Yeah, yeah. this has my attention. I did notice I'm t- that. But trend. then but then John will also then find something in like for instance No Way Home and he'll be like I'm back. I'm fully on board. <laughs> this is the best. He's got a love-hate relationship with Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Pull him back in when he thinks he's out. Pull me back in. Okay, let's finish up with what are we watching? Anthony, you watched anything? Just a lot of sports. So, uh <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, Rugs. You watch what am I watching? I watch? watched Injustice. Oh, yes. The, is that a two-part thing? No, I think it's just it's a just one. one part? Okay. And did I watch anything else? I don't remember. I don't think Injustice so. was good, though. It works as an animation. That the whole I was I was dialed in to it, okay. yeah, for the whole thing. It looked interesting. The trailer looked good. I was it like, was gory. Yeah. There's people getting killed. Damn. You know, uh, Lois Lane obviously dies, and the he, Superman just fucking rolls up and puts his arm through the Joker <laughs> and kills him. Nice. Um, what else? There's a funny kind of, I don't want to say funny, but funny Harley Quinn arrow kind of team up going on. Um, yeah, there's some good, sh- interesting shit. All right. Oh, there's a Robin type shit. Uh, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool like uh, back and forth between the Robins, and that's on the HBO Max. Yeah, I watched something on the HBO Max. Uh, just released the uh, Ridley Scott movie. Yes, the, how was the it? last duel? Ridley Scott had two movies this year: House of Gucci and this movie, The Last Duel. Yes, what are you going to say, Anthony? This is the one where I think uh, Affleck afterwards said basically movies are dead and. All, the only movies we'll get in big movie. Well, the only movies we'll get in th- movie theaters from now on will be just big franchises or IPs or yeah, he said sequels. Just Marvel movies are going to be. Yeah. I don't. I believe this movie did not make a lot of money. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. it's only made thirty million dollars total. Oh my god. Uh so anyways, what it's about? Yeah, worldwide. It did ten million domestic. Yeah, nobody went to see this fucking movie. It came out in October. Just released on Last Duel on HBO Max. The Last Duel is about based on true events. 
about these knights and royalty in 14th century France. It's essentially like a medieval rape trial uh, you're watching. They show the same events three times from three different perspectives, from one character and then the girl and then the guy being accused of the rape and then it ends at the duel, right? Here's what's what I liked. The fucking costumes, the the castles, the there's it's bloody. The battle scenes are bloody and gory. Uh, the looks amazing, looks amazing, right? What kind of takes you out of the movie though is that this is in 14th century medieval France. Of course, they're also they have English accents, but you also have fucking Matt Damon and Ben Affleck playing a knight and like a royalty guy in 14th century France, and it's just hard to buy that a little bit. A little bit hard to buy it, and then you have Adam Driver. It's hard to buy Affleck as an as an Englishman and Damon as the Englishman, yes, right? But they're playing them with English accents as French dudes, uh, which is also kind of weird. But you're going to tell the story in English, whatever. Adam Driver is great, uh, and Jodie Comer plays the girl; she's great. But I was like, fucking Damon and Ben. I was just waiting for him to go. That's a wicked sword you got there. It's just fucking <laughs> lemon face, lion yes. face. <laughs> Uh, it's so it was okay. Uh, it does it does the thing where you 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 see the same events three times, so that takes up like three quarters of the movie. And then there's a duel to the death, and uh, you know, you watch it. And so you didn't lo- you didn't love it. It's all right. It was all right. I've been looking forward to watching that. Mm. It's okay. The storytelling structure is interesting that way, and you don't. Right, I'm gonna watch and tell you if it's actually good. You know, the, the uh, <laughs> yes, the the events are different slightly based on who's telling the story so that's kind of interesting and then there's just a trial in this courts and you get to see him fight to the death that's about it it looks great like the fucking costumes are amazing and the castles are amazing so it didn't it didn't it didn't elicit any kind of emotion from you at all yeah yeah it was just all right i just thought it was all right it's just okay um yeah i don't know just the matt damon i was like i knew matt damon was in it I didn't know Ben Affleck was it. I was like, wait, is that fucking Ben Affleck? What the fuck is going on? It is not the first person that you it, no. It, think about the task that Ridley Scott had just yes. set him up himself up with. I'm making like well, you're, you're like I'm yeah. making a medieval French night movie. That's not the guys you think about putting in the lead roles. Well, especially Ben. I, yeah, I mean both, but yeah, Ben, ben Affleck was a weird one. I was like, when he made that had that quote, I went, he was in that movie. Yes. Holy shit! Yeah, he's blonde. He's blonde. Blonde. Sorry, no blonde. blonde. No, I said it wrong. He's blonde. He's blonde. Holy shit! He's got a blonde Why? little goatee and blonde hair. Because the character, I don't know, it was the character. These are all apparent real French people, maybe. Hmm. Uh, but I, you know, if you're bored, you could give it a watch just to see some Ridley Scott. How, is it a really long movie or it is, is it two hours? It's, uh, it is over two hours. The runtime. It's two and a half hours. Oh, it's a longie. Yeah, so like the the each sequence is like 30 40 minutes and then like then you got to watch the whole thing again from this person's point of view. And then you watch it a third time from his point of view. So by the third time you're like, "Did he really rape her? Let's find out." <laughs> Let the duel decide. And then they got a duel. Uh, so yeah, I don't know why if that was the last duel ever, but that's the last duel. That's about it. All right, gang. Uh, that's it for this week, rugs. Where can the listener find you? Online, you get you can find me online at really rug boy. If you go to Twitter and find me, follow me, follow him, link to his like my things. You could <laughs> like and retweet 
Yeah, retweet my thing. Uh, you can find all the links to his Twitter in the show notes for this episode. Visit the website, jockandnerd.com slash 418. For links on how to support the show, buy merch, get in touch, stay in touch, spread the show, listener, spread the geekery, share it with your friend. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I fucking loved it. I loved it. I really don't give a shit. Fuck that show.